Welcome to the June 11th edition of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. I want to thank you for making me a part of your day. Coming up in today's Locked On Thunder, we will be talking about the possibility of LeBron James coming to Oklahoma City. Yes, let's dare to dream and talk about the upside and the downside of LeBron considering Oklahoma City, and even explore why LeBron should consider Oklahoma City. And I look, I will tell you now, the crazier the idea sounds, the more I am willing to believe it's going to happen. And that's simply because of what took place this past season with Oklahoma City. I never thought we would have seen Carmelo Anthony and Paul George in this organization. So why not talk LeBron? I don't think it's such a crazy idea. And I've been asked to be on LeBron Watch, but I will tell you that little Wayne will break that story long before any of us will, but I am willing to stay up all night long, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, or 25, 8, whatever it takes in order to bring that news to you. Coming up in segment number 2, Kevin Durant didn't ruin the NBA. That is a common narrative that's being spread out there. So who really did ruin the NBA? Who can we really blame for Kevin Durant going to Golden State and seemingly tilting the competitive balance so far one way that it doesn't feel like anybody's going to catch up? There's a simple answer. I'll give you that in segment two. And Kevin Durant's not it. As much as we want to hate on Kevin Durant, he's not the guy that we blame. And in segment number three, we're going to go back to Kevin Durant because he did make an interesting comment. And some people think it's directed at LeBron James. I don't think it's directed at LeBron. I think there's another culprit that it's probably directed at. So we'll jump into that. And um, I saw one guy in the stands, or at least I think I did for the NBA Finals, and he didn't get his due. So we'll, we'll give him a tip of the cap for for being a a diehard basketball fan. I don't even know what his name is. I just recognized his face, and then maybe you can help me fill in the blanks there. My name is Eric G. I did radio here in Oklahoma City for a while. Um, I don't mind telling you that because maybe this is your first time listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, especially after you see the title and you listen to Locked on Cavs a little bit regular. So I did a lot of Thunder post games. I did an occasional pregame. I'm lucky enough to be a credential member of the media. And I've covered the Thunder for five years. And if you would like to see some of my handiwork, you can always go to LockedOnThunder.com where we have video and audio from players, coaches, and even Sam Presti, the GM, Plus, all our podcasts are archived, so you can catch up with the Locked on Thunder podcast, especially if you are a new listener. And now, let's dare to dream here on the Locked on Thunder podcast and talk about LeBron James and the possibility of him coming to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I say, why not? The crazier the idea sounds, I am now more likely to believe that it can happen in the NBA because the Oklahoma City Thunder acquired both Paul George and Carmelo Anthony last year to go along with Russell Westbrook. I never thought that would happen. It just seemed too un-Thunder-like for them to make those kind of moves. But yet, they went out and they made those moves. And now, we have a situation where Lil Wayne is saying that he thinks LeBron James is going to end up in Oklahoma City. Or at least he wants LeBron James to end up in Oklahoma City. And yes, he will break that story before any of us. 
because that's who gets these that's who gets these scoops. It's not journalists, it's rappers, it's entertainers, it's guys like Drake. It is other players who have this news first, and that's when we will find out that LeBron James is going to Oklahoma City. We also can't think about LeBron James going to Oklahoma City until we realize that there's going to be this summit meeting between LeBron James and Paul George to decide their future together. And I'm not going out on a limb by saying that more people in America are more concerned and more interested in what is said between LeBron James and Paul George than Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Like, I, I guarantee you, sports affects us so much more on a daily basis than politics does from an emotional standpoint. If you had the choice of sitting in on what might be an historical summit that may mean the denuclearization of North Korea and maybe the highlight of this administration, or you had a choice of sitting in with Paul George and LeBron James, yeah, I'm with you. I'm sitting in with PG and LeBron James the entire time. One, it's going to be more exciting. They'll probably talk about things that you can relate to a lot more, and we get to reap the benefits a heck of a lot sooner. At least we feel like those benefits are a lot more tangible. I digress. Let's get back to the idea of LeBron coming to Oklahoma City. The roster here is a hell of a lot better than what he has in Cleveland. It's going to be better than what he has in Los Angeles if that's where LBJ and PG want to talk about going. And I know LeBron has apparently enrolled his kids in schools in, La- in school in Los Angeles, but that, that is where LeBron is going to make his home afterwards so he might as well sit his kids up in Los Angeles and 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 having his kids go to school in Los Angeles probably benefits them more as far as what their basketball future goes I would think that that has a lot more to do with it than where LeBron James into playing ends up playing next year because you're in such a global society and the athletes that I've worked with have said this time and time again market doesn't mean as much now because guys can go anywhere they want in just a matter of seconds because they can afford the travel that the majority of us can't. So you can live in Oklahoma City and fly to wherever you want and enjoy all the spoils of life without having to necessarily live in a Los Angeles or a Miami or a place that seems more cosmopolitan. The other thing with coming to Oklahoma City, there's only a few rosters Right now, now now this is all taking into account that that everybody that we want to come back to OKC comes back to OKC. And obviously with LeBron, there's going to have to be some tough decisions made. Even without LeBron, there's some tough decisions made. But the only rosters that would be better than what Oklahoma City has, you would think Houston. Houston would definitely be better. Golden State would be better. And the Boston Celtics. And there is talk that maybe there's a package put together LeBron goes to Boston, Kyrie Irving goes back to Cleveland. And I can see that happening as well. Like all these crazy scenarios, I deem nothing impossible in this day and age of what the NBA is anymore, whatsoever. But LeBron coming here, here's one, could it work? Yes, but it all obviously depends on Russell Westbrook and whether or not Russ wants to concede not only being the face of the organization, but not being the guy in clutch time. And we saw last year, and I cannot say this enough, we saw last year 
that there were times where you have Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, two guys that can get you a key three down the stretch when need be, that Russ just wasn't going to concede the last shot. And with LeBron James on the court, Russ has to concede the last shot to LeBron James. There were times that Russ did not want to concede it to Kevin Durant, and all of us felt way more comfortable with KD taking that last shot than Russ. And and I admire the balls on Russ. I really do. By the way, save that. Save, save that. Save that for your archives. I admire the testicular fortitude that this guy has, and he wants the ball in the final minutes. Because that's the guy I want on my team. But when I have LeBron James, and I've got a and I got have to have a last shot, I'd much rather LeBron be doing it than Russ. Plus, it gives you two guys, three guys now, that can take over a game at a moment's notice. And is Russ okay with that? Is Russ okay with having a bad game and LeBron doing the damage? Is Russ okay with LeBron coming in and sort of saying, this is my team, because LeBron James doesn't take a backseat to Russell Westbrook. And that's where I have questions about whether or not this could work. Just as how bad does Russell Westbrook want to win a championship? And, and is he willing to give up everything that he's earned here in Oklahoma City to a guy that, that comes in and is ultimately here to put them over the top? The other problem I have with LeBron coming, or the other concern I have with LeBron coming, is how long is LeBron James going to be here? How much does he have left? And it's concerned for me that LeBron James would punch a whiteboard after game one and break his hand and not be right. I love emotions, but when you are that guy and that good and that experienced, you've got to keep your emotions under control. Because in a sense, you did your team more damage than you did good. Yeah, your roster was terrible, but we can't have you doing something so stupid that even you can't help us to your full effect. That bothers me. And, and it so comes across in this day and age of the super team, which is not going away anytime soon, that it's all it's a pity lay from one of it's a pity lay from Chloe Kardashian. Yeah, Chloe. Not not even Kim. This is a pity lay from Chloe Kardashian if LeBron James is here one year and you win a championship. It feels good. It's great. In the moment, it's awesome. But we know that Chloe's been with damn near every guy in the world. And we're not first on her list. We're not last on her list. And in the end, she's just, she's gone. She's she's into the wind. And you're left with just a bucket full of memories. And I guess if you talk to people in Dallas and like Dallas Mavericks fans and Seattle Seahawks fans, one is better than none. A flag does fly forever. But in the end... A dynasty is so much more satisfying. And a reign of dominance is what you ultimately strive for in the NBA. And LeBron James coming to Oklahoma City is not going to set up a reign of dominance. Not in my opinion. Because I don't know how long LeBron James is going to be here. And I don't know how much he wants to be here. I don't know if he and Russell Westbrook can can work together. There are so many variables in this. For all the negatives that I can give you, though, the positives outweigh them, and I want to see it happen. There is part of me that wants to see it happen, and now that I want to see it happen, and I've said that, and I've thrown it out there, I know that it won't happen. But but I say, 
If you're Paul George, why not sell LeBron on the idea of coming to Oklahoma City? Get Russ. I mean, all three of you live in Los Angeles. It's going to be an easy meeting place. And LeBron just has to take the temperature. Do I think he's leaving Cleveland? Absolutely. Do I think he's coming to Oklahoma City? Probably not. I'd give it at most 10% of him coming to Oklahoma City, which is not zero, but it's it's not good. It's obviously not good odds. But in the end, I didn't think Paul George and Carmelo Anthony and you would see a team like that here. And are they better than Golden State with LeBron coming here? Maybe. That's a maybe. I still think without LeBron, if everybody comes back, they give Golden State a run from their money. But what the hell do I know? I say let's stream. Let's recruit. Let's start sending out the tweets. If you're Steven Adams, if you're Russell Westbrook, why not do what everybody else is and go after recruiting LeBron James? There's also the idea that LeBron James could end up in San Antonio, which I find interesting. LeBron James going to San Antonio and playing for Greg Popovich. I don't see that team winning a championship either, but I just find it interesting, the best player in the league getting together with arguably the best coach in the league. I'm sorry, I still have this thing for Rick Carlisle because he is able to to do more with less than what it seems like anybody could, but I'd kind of like to see those two together as demented as, as it may sound and as much as it may go against Oklahoma City. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G. Coming up in segment two of the Locked on Thunder podcast, there is clearly someone or something to blame for super teams and destroying the balance of the NBA. And it's not Kevin Durant. I'll tell you who it is coming up next. Hey guys, let's talk about sex. No, I'm not going to do my Dr. Ruth voice. I want to, but but I'm not going to. I'm going to spare you that because you don't need to hear me talking about sexually speaking. You're on the air. What you do need to hear me talking about though, and something that is certainly going to benefit you, is our good friends at BlueChew.com. That is BlueChew.com. Just go to that website right now and... First of all, think about it this way. This has got the same FDA-improved active ingredients that Viagra and Cialis has. And you know they work, so you know Blue Chew works. Blue Chew is chewable, so it works faster than a pill. You can take it any time, day or night, and it will certainly not only make you happy because it's going to improve your performance, but it will make your significant other happy as well. That's BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. Go there now. And they are made in the USA. They ship direct. You don't have to go to the doctor because it's prescribed online. And you don't have to go to the pharmacist and have those embarrassing conversations in front of everybody standing in line behind you. That's bluechew.com. Right now, there it is. You know it. Learn it. Write it down. Bluechew.com. And find out today what great sex can be like. Don't hesitate. Bluechew.com. Back here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, I am Eric G, and the narrative's out there that Kevin Durant is ruining the NBA, that he's just he completely destroyed competitive balance in the association. Well, yeah, he did to some extent, but it's not his fault. We cannot blame Kevin Durant for going to the Golden State Warriors. 
there is but one thing, one entity, one... It's not a person. It's a collective group of persons. It's AAU. AAU is to blame for destroying the competitive balance in the NBA. The reason I say this is if you're even remotely aware of what AAU culture is, then you know the whole point of AAU teams is for coaches who are not affiliated with high schools, who are mostly run by shoe companies and and other people. And these coaches are looking out for themselves. What's what's the whole point? Assemble the best group of talent that you possibly can with the idea that you're going to help kids get to the NBA or at worst get to college and, and get them a scholarship. It's the, I'm looking out for you, not necessarily looking out for the team. I'm looking out for a brand, not necessarily looking out for a team. AAU culture. That's the whole point. Get all the best players from one area, put them on a team, let them go dominate, and then let these kids benefit individually. That's where the NBA is right now. That's where it all started. That's why Kevin Durant felt like making the move to Golden State was an easy decision for him because it's what he's done his entire life. It's what all these guys have done their entire life. Jason Terry did hit it on the head when he says it's not as competitive as it used to be. And as long as AAU is allowed to run the way that it is, we're not going to have that competitiveness anymore. In fact, us even talking about it and longing for the old days of Magic v. Larry, Jordan v. the Pistons, etc., in a sense, as fans, we've got to put that behind us. We may not like it, but it has to be in the past. And what athletes have figured out, and, and they've done a better job of this than, than we have really as people, is that life is too short to be measurable. And if Kevin Durant was miserable playing next to Russell Westbrook, and things weren't going to work out here in Oklahoma City, and he had the opportunity to make that change in his life, Honestly, we shouldn't hold that against him because the majority of us would make that move too. Do we like it? No. Are we going to completely rag on KD every time we get the shot? Absolutely we are because that's just what fandom does and we take it over. But it's not his fault. And and next to AAU, then Sam Presti deserves blame. And every other GM in the NBA deserves blame. So it's not squarely on Sam Presti's shoulders, but a lot of these other GMs had opportunities to make their roster better, and they just didn't do it. And when Golden State did, well, really, they just did their fans and their organization the best service that they possibly could. Be a really good NBA team, assemble the best talent, go out, dominate, become a dynasty, and let everyone else be mad, which is essentially what we would want in Oklahoma City. If we could pull it off in Oklahoma City, we would too. In fact, there's the root of it in Oklahoma City. We all thought the Thunder were going to be that dynasty with Westbrook, Durant, and Harden. We thought the Thunder were going to be what Golden State is right now, and because it didn't happen, that's what sticks in our craw. That's what makes it more painful. And you can blame you could blame Sam Presti if you want. You can blame the idea that Harden, Durant, and Russell would not have grown if they would continue to have played together. You can blame the city if if that's what you choose to do. But ultimately it just comes back to 
players right now have grown up in a culture where the best where the best players get assembled on these summer leagues. They don't. It, you're not playing all the time with your middle school friends. You're not playing all the time with your high school friends. You're playing with a group of guys from different areas of the state, different areas of your city, and then you're going on and you're dominating. That's who the blame gets chalked up to. It gets chalked up to AAU. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in the closing seconds of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, who exactly was Kevin Durant throwing another jab at? Well, we'll tell you after this. Hey guys, life's too short to not have a really good sex life, and we can help you out here at the Locked on Thunder podcast, and really, the Locked on Podcast Network. What we want you to do is go to BlueChew.com. That's right, BlueChew.com. They are the first chewable with the same FDA-improved active ingredients that Viagra and Cialis has, and because you see those advertised on every NFL football game, then you know they work. There's a reason they've been able to build up their brand. But the thing about Blue Chew that separates them, it's a chewable. You can take it anytime, day or night, and it works fast. Plus, you can take it on a full stomach. So when you're sitting at their dinner with your lady, you can tell things are going well. Popping a Blue Chew. It's nice. It's discreet. It's prescribed online. You don't have to go to the pharmacy, have those embarrassing talks. You don't even have to have those embarrassing talks with your doctor. That's BlueChew.com, BlueChew.com. Find out why so many men are stepping up to the plate and getting this product and helping their sex life because it's not just about you. It's about that person who's doing it with you. It's all right here at BlueChew.com. Back at the Locked on Thunder podcast as we close things out, Kevin Durant made an interesting comment. Oh, I say interesting, but it's a very Kevin Durant comment. So I don't know that it's that interesting. Interesting is really just a crutch word for me. Um, Kevin Durant says, it's easy to be the best player on your roster, or excuse me, it's easy to be the best player when your roster sucks. He didn't say those exact words, but uh, you know what he was talking about. And I think that's a jab at LeBron. You know that's a jab at LeBron James. You essentially know that it's a jab at LeBron because of what, how much better he is than everybody else on the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you also know that it's a jab at Russell Westbrook. If not for this year, at least the year before. And Durant does have a point that what he has done is he went to the best roster in the NBA and is proving to be the best player on that roster, which we all thought he would be. I mean, we looked at their assembly of talent and went, man, they're really good. Kevin Durant's the best player. But I think we also thought back to the A-Rod Jeter days with the New York Yankees. And we we thought that Steph would be the favored son in Golden State, and that might be a little difficult for Kevin Durant to handle. But Golden State hasn't handled it that way. Kevin hasn't handled it that way. Steph hasn't handled it that way. And it's just emerged that KD's the best player on the team, and everybody's willing to live with it. Where... The Yankees, in that same respect, knew A-Rod is better than Jeter. They know A-Rod is a better player than Jeter, but A-Rod is not Jeter. And Jeter's more genuine, and Jeter's not phony. And it doesn't matter how phony KD is. He doesn't have the baggage that a guy like Alex Rodriguez has. So anything Durant does, he can sort of get away with it more than a guy like Alex Rodriguez can. Plus, he's not under the microscope of the New York media. 
And another thing to this, and this is going to give you a little bit of hope if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and really if you're a fan of anybody in the NBA that's not the Golden State Warriors. What ultimately happens to dynasties is eventually they lose their way. Eventually they forget ultimately what made them them. And in, in reading the book, The Yankee Years, which I'm holding up right now, written by Tom Verducci and Joe Torre, there is, I guess, from about chapter nine on, it talks about how the Yankees went from a team that was built with a farm club, built with guys who didn't have a whole lot of ego, and they all came up together and they had this sense of unity, and they traded that for going out and signing free agents that were much more concerned about their numbers. And while they were still good, they weren't winning World Series, and they weren't winning World Series, and it didn't matter as much to those players. Eventually, that's going to happen to Golden State. Eventually, they will lose their way. And there is some hint that there are already some cracks forming in the foundation. If you believe some of the comments that have, that have came out that Steve Kerr had to put up with a lot, and I would imagine keeping all those egos under control is very difficult to do, and it's not something that can last. So while they're a dynasty now, don't be surprised if as soon as this summer we start hearing more about Golden State and that guys like Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond, well, okay, I don't think Draymond falls into that category. I think Draymond's just always kind of a happy guy and he's the happiest when he's being a pain in everybody's ass. But I do believe that we're going to eventually hear about how difficult it is for everyone to be together and you'll start to see that team break up and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. They might get one more championship out of it. They might get two, but hey, which is a hell of a run, but eventually it's going to come to an end. And as long as Houston can stay there and as long as Oklahoma City can stay there, there's going to be a window open where you can surge in and maybe you don't have a, lo- a run as long as GSW, but it's a run nonetheless. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Got to get out of here. Go do some other things today. And I hope you have a fantastic day. And as always, I just want to say ELE, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.